Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. So glad to have you on today. It is Tuesday, May the 9th, 2023, and we are uh, day two and just into just the audio only um, of the podcast. So we are not on, we, all of us are not on Facebook right now, uh, live. We're not streaming. We're just doing the podcast. I hope you glad you found it. If you're listening to this, clearly you found it. <laughs> So glad you did. Um, and uh, we're continuing as we uh, continuing our journey through the New Testament, which we, which we started uh, at the beginning of this year. And so we come now to the book of Acts. Um, we just finished up last week our readings through um, the Gospels. And so now we're over to the book of Acts. And we'll be in the book of Acts this whole week. Yesterday we read chapter 2. And uh, today, just following uh, following in line here, we are going to be doing Acts chapter 3. And I bet you can guess what tomorrow will be. <laughs> and uh, all the way through chapter 6 this week. So, yeah, hope you're doing well. We, um, we are wrapping up the uh, kind of the school year, as it were, of the, uh, of the church calendar. So I'm sure you guys are doing the same where you are. We're graduate graduate Sundays and uh, all the year-end stuff, making plans for summer camps for kids and vacation Bible school and uh, student ministry trips and mission trips, all those things that happen during the summer, those are getting geared up. So, uh, And along with, of course, some uh, vacations, of course. So getting those plans for some time of rest and relaxation. So... But yeah, but we continue on reading the Word of God and letting the Lord speak to us each day through His Word with just no agenda, just other than let's read the Word and uh, let it speak to us. That's what we do. Um, so appreciate you guys taking the time to be a part of it. Let's do it. Let's jump into Acts chapter 3 today. You know what we do. We read, we pray, change the world. Let's see what the Lord has to say this morning. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Okay, so we see this is interesting because um, the disciples, you know, they're they're essentially quote unquote Christians now, right? They they are they're devoted to Jesus. They are following the Messiah, um, but they still definitely are still attached to their Jewish roots, right? They're going to the temple, even though they are devoted to Jesus, and are ready to proclaim him as Lord as of, of all, as Lord and Messiah, which they just in, did in chapter two, they're still going to the temple. They don't see the they don't see it necessary to break per se with their Jewish heritage and Jewish worship. Um and so they're still going to the temple and um at the at the uh the normal time of prayer, three in the afternoon. Now, a man was lame from birth, 
now a man who was lame from birth was uh, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put there every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. All right, so they got it. There's a beggar here, and um, beggars uh, were strategically placed at the pathways to worship. There's no mystery about that, right? I mean, worshipers are generous people. Um, you know, and that's that's tr that's proven over and over, guys. Like the most generous people are people of faith, without question. All the studies that you look at, it's like the people of faith, the people who uh, give regularly to their church, the people who tithe, they are the most generous people in the culture. So you got your chances are good. If you're standing outside a church, and people know this, by the way, <laughs> then there's you're going to find some people who are, who are who are sympathetic, who are who have compassion, who have understanding, who care about other people. Yeah. There's a reason why um, those that are in need know that they can go to the church. There's a reason that those, you know, unfortunately, those who who have ulterior motives, those who want to just take from the church or manipulate, they also know that. They also know that the church is filled with people of compassion and want to do the right thing. And so sometimes that um, that goodness is taken advantage of. But it still proves the point that people know that in the house of the Lord there are generous people. And uh, it's been true for a long time. We see here that the 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 uh, beggar is brought to the temple gate to beg um, because it's a good place to be. People going in for worship, coming out of worship, um, hearing about a God of love and grace and mercy, a God who loves all people. You know, you see someone laying there in need, a, a God who tells it says that he's on the he's on the side of the poor and he cares about the poor and he. Uh, takes up the cause of the poor, and then you see a poor man right in front of you, you're going to probably respond favorably. <laughs> and so it's a good place to be. And so he was placed there every day uh, at the temple courts to beg. And when Peter and John uh, were about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, and as did John. Then Peter said, look at us which is, there's so much in this, man. So you got this beggar who's probably never, doesn't ever look anybody in the eye. He looks, just keeps his head down, just says, you know, begging for alms as people pass by, asking for money, you know, and never really looking at anyone in the eye. And here, Peter is saying, look at me. He's like, look at, you're, you're a human being. I am seeing you for who you are. You're not just, you know, dirt or trash. You're a human being. Look at me. And I, too, am a man just like you. <laughs> I'm no better than you. So there's a huge uh, act of validation here, right, of, of connection. Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. So he's looking up with his hands open, waiting for something to be dropped in his bucket or whatever. And then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. Man, I love this. Silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. Wow. I don't have silver and gold. I can't give you that because I don't have it. But what I do have, but what I do have in my possession, what has been given to me, I'm going to give to you. And what I do have is Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I want to give you him. Mm. 
But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Wow. Like, I'm going to do you one better than just throwing a few coins in your bucket, man. I'm going to do you one better than that. I'm going to give you Jesus. And you're going to rise up and walk. You're going to be able to... You're going to be able to earn your own coin from here on. <laughs> You're going to actually be able to be a giver yourself. So he takes him by the hand, and he, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Taking him by the hand, he helped him up, and instantly, come on now, instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. That's pretty awesome, right? You wonder, like, um, this is the first, like, miracle um, after, you know, after the resurrection. Um, you know, or certainly after Pentecost. So you have to wonder, like, if this, at least the first recorded miracle. Um, I mean, you can, of course, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was miraculous. But I'm talking about, like, a physical, a miraculous physical healing. So you think though, the apostles must have wondered, like, what's gonna, you know, what's what's gonna happen from here? Like, we saw Jesus do lots of miracles while he was walking on this earth. You know, he was healing people, he was opening blind eyes, he was doing all these supernatural physical healings, uh, as well as demonstrating power over uh, natural forces like wind and waves. You wonder, like they did they they probably didn't expect that they I don't know did they expect that they were still going to be able to do those things I mean but regardless I think this this miracle of uh, this man rising up and walking is uh, is a declaration that the that miracles are still happen that the the miraculous healing power and healing ministry of Jesus continues that the healing power the deliverance a ministry of Jesus did not end, but it continues. This man being healed in Acts chapter 3 is evidence that, whoa, post-resurrection, Jesus is still doing miracles, <laughs> right? Even after the resurrection, Jesus is still doing miracles through the hands of the apostles. And here in Acts chapter 3, this is the first time it happens. So they were probably, they were probably as pumped as the guy who leapt to his feet, man. They were like, yes. They went with him, uh, so the, he, then he went with them. So he went, he goes in the temple with them. How about that? He's going to church. He goes in the temple walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they re recognized him as the man who was sitting begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The guy comes walking, he's in the church, he's praising God, and people are in awe of what God has done. God is still healing, he's still delivering. And while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them. in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness 
we made this man walk. I love this. See, Peter um, immediately is taking the attention off of him, right? Uh, natural human response is to um, start to follow another man and to, you know, look at, upon them with, uh, with reverence and, and almost worship. But Peter quickly uh, diffuses that. And he's like, whoa, why are you surprised by this? This isn't, we, first of all, we didn't do this. <laughs> and that's where he's going to point them back to Jesus. Man, what a great reminder for us, right? Like um, that when God does great things through us, when he uses us um, to point people back to Jesus. I had, a, I had some experience a little bit like that Sunday. Um, I preached on the Ezekiel 37 passage of the Valley of Dry Bones. And it's a powerful passage. It's a, I was telling her in our staff meeting yesterday, I was like, there's a few passages that um, all of the Bible is inspired, obviously. But there are a few passages that just God has just used in so many ways throughout the years. It's just a powerful story. You know, you can think about um, the woman caught in the act of adultery, you know, and you know, first one to cast a stone, you know, the one without sin, throw the stone. That's a powerful passage, John chapter 8. Um, and uh, the, the woman uh, who, you know, washes Jesus' feet with her, with, with her tears and dries, dries them with her hair. I mean, it's power about gratitude. You know, the one who's been forgiven much. Uh, Luke chapter 7, I think. But there are certain passages that are just they're powerful, right? You just tell the story well, and it just, it God uses it. And Ezekiel 37 is that way, and I felt that way going in. But, um, and preached the passage before, of course. But again, once again, God used it in such a powerful way. I mean, it was... It, there were people after the service were just undone, you know, like undone by the Spirit of God, like deep, deep uh, a work of the Spirit. I mean, uh, you know, there it's it's a normal occurrence for someone to come after up after the service with you know sort of a tear in their eye or whatever, or full heart, and say, "Man, thanks for the thanks for the message. Really ministered to me today. Really spoke to me." That's 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 common. But Sunday was a different level of like the spirit's uh, ministry to people's hearts. It was so deep. I mean, when I say there were people just broken uh, and just, just um, not crying, but like, like weeping. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not an understatement. I mean, it was just deep. You know, there's a crying that kind of comes from the head, and there's a crying that comes from the gut, right? Like deep, deep crying. You just let go, you know, the ugly cry, <laughs> as it were. Um, and so we, there were several folks that were, you know, the spirit had just touched them and just, you know, just broken through and just uh, was working in their hearts. And so anyway, they come up, you know, a few of them would come up to me after the church, after service Sunday. And it's, and, and of course would say, thank you. Thank you for the message that really, really mis ministered to me. And of course I said, you're welcome. And I'm so always honored when someone says, thank you for the message. But there was a sense in which a deep sense in which 
it was like, I what God, what's happening in you right now is far, far, far beyond me. <laughs> I'm saying thank you, but there's no way I can take. I'm responsible for what's happening right now. It's 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 your Lord and Savior who loves you, who's doing work in your heart. And I, you're welcome. But it's really, I feel almost um, presumptuous or um, out of place. I should say out of place to say thank you for something I I'm not really doing. <laughs> so it's a beautiful thing, and so. And, um, and so like, likewise, Peter here is like, you know, Hey, Hey, I, I know you're looking to me, but I, I mean, I'm no Peter. Okay. I'm not saying I'm the apostle Peter. <laughs> I was, that's a long, that's a, that's a stretch guys. But, uh, uh, so I wasn't saying that just that, that parallel feeling of like, uh, what Pete, what Peter must've felt like when they went to him and he said, wait, wait, all I did was pray. Like, and this, you need to understand, it's the power of Jesus that rose this man to life. It's the one who is Jesus who gave his ankles and his legs strength, and he's able to walk and praise God. Peter models for us the the proper way to respond, right? Like, you can take that opportunity of open hearts and open minds um, in amazement at what they're seeing. Take that moment to point their eyes to Jesus. In a humble way, because I've seen this too, man, like on a totally kind of different um, vein. You know, if someone some, says, you know, comes up to someone and says, you did a great job. God bless you. God bless you, man. Or, I'm, 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 I, you know, thank you so much. That, that really ministered to me. God bless you for what you did. That was, uh, God definitely used you today. And, and, you know, and it's like this sort of false humility. Oh, no, no, it's all God. It's all God. It's all God. Well, just say thank you. It may be all God, but just say thank you. Just say you're welcome. <laughs> just say you're welcome. That's all. When they say thank you, just say you're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, you know, so you don't have to, you know, make it really weird. But yeah, take that moment to humbly, gently point people's eyes to Jesus. And that's what Peter did. Um, he said, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our Father, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him because uh, before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. Hmm. So here Peter's saying, you know, Pilate basically in... in uh, for all intents and purposes, had decided to let Jesus go. But you, as a, as a collective group, refused to let it happen. You remember the Barabbas? Free Barabbas, free Barabbas. A known murderer and insurrectionist. <laughs> and Jesus, who was uh, the king of the Jews, um, but had only brought peace and, uh, and healing. Uh, and the crowds chose to let Barabbas go over Jesus. And so here Peter is reminding them of their sin. You decided to, Pilate had decided to let him go, and you handed him over. You disowned, wow, you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed 
you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By life, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and now has been made strong. It was, it was, it is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Peter is leaving nothing to chance here. He is tying this miracle again to the gospel, to the death, resurrection of Jesus. That this is not some detached thing here, but this is all related to the power of Jesus. And it is connected to the gospel. It is connected to Jesus' work on the cross. And the opportunity that this miracle presents is for us to focus once more on who Jesus is and what he's done for us, not just temporally, but eternally. That the bigger miracle of Jesus is not raising someone up so that they can leap and walk into a worship service, which is as miraculous and wonderful as that is. That isn't the greatest thing Jesus did. The greatest thing Jesus did was to give his life, his sinless life on a cross for the sins of the world so that we could be forgiven and stand blameless before a holy God and spend all eternity with a holy God because of the righteousness that has been draped over us by the precious blood of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And so Peter can, is 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 using this opportunity to draw people's attention back to that work. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance. You didn't really fully know what you were doing when you crucified the Lord of glory, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. So he's saying, you know what? You did this, but this was all prophesied. God told us in advance how his Messiah would suffer. So here's the solution. Here's what you do. In light of the fact that you, 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 you have sinned, you have crucified the Lord of glory, I know you didn't really fully understand who Jesus was or what he did, and in some sense, none of us fully understood who Jesus was, but, but there, what we saw stand with this guilt and condemnation. So what do we do? Here it is, verse 19. Repent then and turn to God. That's it. Repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Hmm. So you repent, turn to God, and you receive the Messiah. Receive him. Heaven must receive, heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through the holy prophets. From Moses said that the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. So This is, again, looking back at a prophecy from, um, from the Old Testament. Something that Moses said looking forward. Verse 24, indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days, and you are heirs of the prophets. 
and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all people of the earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. So here Peter is reminding them of why God's activity began among them, that it was, it was God's plan from the beginning, that he said he was going to send his Messiah, and that he was going to suffer, that he was going to die, that he was going to turn people's hearts back to himself, that he was going to do miraculous signs and wonders, that he was going to begin with Israel, that through them the, the whole world uh, would be blessed, but it would begin as a Jewish movement among God's, God's chosen. And he's reminding them of that. He's saying, what you're seeing here is God's plan. But this is going to be, and we know from the book of Acts, and the whole point of the book of Acts is how it's going to spread from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. It's going to start in, in Jerusalem. It's going to start there with a highly Jewish, highly densely populated by Jewish people. But from there, it's going to spread all over the world to the very ends of the earth. And, um, and here in the Acts chapter 3, we see that um, miracles still happen. <laughs> it's a, an affirmation of the, the miracle-working ministry of Jesus that began um, in his earthly ministry, walking in Galilee and around the Jordan and um, Jerusalem but will extend through the power of the Holy Spirit even in, um, after the resurrection and into our day, still today. Miracles happen because of the work of Jesus. But what a great reminder, guys, to uh, when, when God uses us to do things um, for his glory, that we quickly point people back to Jesus and to the story, to the gospel, to the saving message of the gospel. Um, that's where the lasting power is. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Hey, let's wrap it up in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the reminder that miracles are still at uh, in play, <laughs> that through your Holy Spirit, you're still doing amazing things inside us and around us and in the hearts and lives of other people as well. God, help us to be ambassadors of that good news and hope. Help us to walk in faith and hope and trust, and when we be, let us be willing to give what we have, Lord, to give people the hope and the power of Jesus. Um, Lord, um, help us to be generous and kind and, uh, and faith-filled as we go about our task today, whatever we're doing, our jobs and responsibilities and leisure, help us to be filled with faith, and to be uh, ready to point people to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, God bless you again, my friends. Thanks so much for being on today. Thanks for taking time to spend some time in the Word of God today. Thanks for sharing this, liking this, subscribing, sharing this on your, in your, on your social media feeds. Thank you for uh, being a part of it. Really appreciate, appreciate you guys. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Acts chapter 4 tomorrow. Another awesome chapter in the, the story of the early church. So hope you'll be there for that. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.